the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints of God, God has opened a door of opportunity for us to have a close, intimate, personal relationship with Him. But unfortunately, although that opportunity is made available to us, not many of us have and enjoy the kind of close, intimate relationship with God that He wants to have with us. One of the reasons why is because many of us don't know how to increase our intimacy with Him. God's Word, which is God's Word, which is our instruction manual, tells us that there are things that we can do to increase the intimacy between God and me and you. There are pathways that we can follow that get us to the place where we have the kind of close, intimate relationship with God that He wants to have with us. So come on, let's learn about some of those pathways that'll get us there. That is, to a closer, more intimate relationship with God. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Amen. Amen, amen. Come on, get three, four, four, high five around you. Tell them it's time to be blessed up in the house of God today. Come on, get three, four, four, high five around you. And tell them to have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. And I'm telling you, y'all about to get blessed up in here, up in here, up in here in Jesus' name. If you got your Bible, which will invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 3 and get ready for this word that I'm about to bring to thee. I'm telling you, it's going to be a blessing unto you. That's if you got an ear to hear what God's going to say to you. Because if you got an ear to hear, my God, he's about to holla, holla, holla at you. He's about to talk to you, share with you, uh, converse with you and explain some things to you. So that you'll know exactly what it is that he wants you to do so he could be all that it is he wants to be for you as well as through you in the midst of your life. We're continuing the teaching that we started just a little while back, and that is pathways to increase intimacy with God. Pathways to increase intimacy with God. Because this is the year for an opportunity of increased intimacy between God and you. Well, God wants to increase the intimacy between him and you. He wants to cut the, 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 the distance between him and you. He wants to take away the remoteness between him and you and cause you to become close like he always wanted it, you to do. It would be so that he could be able to do for you all the things that he's already got planned to do. So we're going to learn a little bit more about that today. Have an idea what the Lord's going to say, because we've been working on a powerful part of the teaching, and that is prayer, a pathway to intimacy with God. Prayer, a pathway to intimacy with God, because prayer is one of the pathways that God set up in order to allow you the opportunity to become intimate with him. So because of that, I hope you take advantage of this concept called prayer 
Do what it is that God wants you to do, and you'll find out that there's intimacy that is awaiting you. We're going to read our foundational text, then we'll move on into today's information, which I'm telling y'all, it's going to bless you real good. We'll read Matthew chapter 3. We'll start reading at verse 13. Here we're reading about a person who was intimate with God, so we can learn from him about what we need to do to be intimate too. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13, it says, Then come of Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered it. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, and whom I am well pleased. Of course, we know that to be Jesus, Jesus Christo. Our Lord and Savior, praise God, our elder brother, hermano, praise God. We found, I told you, I'm getting there, but just watch, just hang with me now. I'm getting there, praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah, El Señor. We found out, praise God, that he is Jesus, praise God. Our elder brother, blessed be the name of the Lord. So, so we found out that he's the one that it is that God placed in our lives, not only to be able to save us from our sin, and thank you that he did that, but he also allowed us access into the presence of God that we might have opportunity to be able to come before God and live out the life that God intends us to be able to live out. We see that he was his beloved son. That word son, we already found out in the Greek is the word hoio, which means that he is a son. But it does not state whether or not he is a close son or whether he is a remote son, because that word hoio applies to both, that he could be a, an immediate son or a remote son. He could be a close son or a distant son. But of course, he put the adjective on there, dear son, to let us know which one that he was talking about in relationship to him, that he was a beloved son, a dear son. Why? Because he was one that was close to him, not distant from him. He was one that was immediate, not remote. Well, that's the way we want to be, too, because many of us may have been over the past distant sons. We might have been remote sons. We might not have been as dear as God as we could be to God. But we're about to get dear because we're about to draw near and we're about to do what God wants us to do. God has invited us to draw nigh to him. He told us that in James, praise God, chapter four. He invited us, praise God, that we draw nigh to him and he will draw nigh to us. Well, praise God, God is extending his opportunity for us to draw nigh to him, to approach him, to be at hand with him, to come to him and to come near to him. Well, that's our opportunity, but it's up to us to be able to determine what we're going to do. I'm thanking God that I'm in the midst of a people who have made a decision to draw nigh to God. I'm thanking God that I'm in the midst of a people who have already begun to stop making efforts to be able to draw nigh to God and have already been experiencing God drawing nigh to them. Has intimacy been increasing in many of your lives so far this year? Praise God, the rest of you is still available to you. All you got to do is do what it is that God wants you to do. One of the things we found out he wants us to do is be an imitator of Christ. We found out that as dear children, we ought to be imitators of Christ and walk in love as he has walked in love. But there's nothing to nobody that he loved more than he loved God, his father. And so since that's the case, we're walking the pathway that he walked to so that we can be able to do what he wanted us to do. Chapter four, verse one goes on to read. Then was Jesus led up into the spirit in other wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards a hungered. Of course, he sent him on his mission to do what it is that he was supposed to do. But before he ran into the devil, there was something that he did. And that is that he, he fasted and prayed. Praise God. The Bible speak here of fasted, but he also prayed also. Praise God. Because we know that when we study the rest of the life of Jesus Christ, Jesus spent much time in prayer. And so since Jesus, who was a beloved son, spent much time in prayer, since we want to be beloved sons, we're going to spend much time in prayer. 
some of us are going to spend much time in prayer. Praise God. Because if that's what he did in order to become an end with a beloved son, that's what we're going to do. And we're going to be beloved sons too. We're going to do what Jesus did and spend much time in prayer. Because we found out, praise God, that that was one of the things that caused his intimacy to be strong with God is that was his prayer time with God. That's why he told us in First Timothy chapter 5, praise God. He told us and admonished us, praise God, that we're to pray without ceasing. Praise God. We found out last week that that was praying without uh, interruption, uninterruptedly and without omission, which means we don't leave it out. We make sure we include it into our day. And then when we do it, we don't have to, but we're serious about what we do on that given day. We found out in Luke chapter 18 that he said that we ought to pray. Praise God. Always. That's what we ought to do. He said we ought to pray always. Ought to means it's necessary. But we found out it also behooves us to do so. It benefits us to do so. There's some bennies in doing what God said do. It's personally profitable and advantageous unto those who do. And we're finding that out and we're going to do it like he told us to do. Because he said, I, he said, I, in fact, let's look there, praise God. Luke chapter 18. I want you to see it because we're going to dive in to today's stuff off of that. Luke chapter 18 and verse 1. He said, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, which means this was the end that he was after. This is the bottom line that he was after. We found out, of course, a parable is a word that Jesus Christ spoke in order to be able to speak in the, in the midst of many people, but only get through to a few people to be able to speak to many people, but only to get through to a few people. It's not that he was being selective about who he would get through to, but what the real deal was is that he would be able to separate who was, who wanted what he had and who didn't want what he had. The ones that came to mock or to jeer, but not to draw near, they would hear the parable and wouldn't understand a word he was saying. Be thinking like he ain't really saying nothing. But the ones that wanted what he had, they would hear what he said, and they would be able to draw closer and receive what it is he said. So he said, I'm speaking a parable unto you, and it's the same thing we're doing today. He's speaking a parable too. And this is what the parable said. He said, he's to, the, to men that, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. That men ought always to pray. We found out that word always means every win. Win, every win. Praise God. That's when everything is good, when everything is bad, when you got time, when you ain't got time, when you feel like doing it, when you don't feel like doing it, do it anyway. Pray, praise God. This is what God is saying to do. He's saying this, this is his expectations. He wants us to pray always. He told us to pray always without fainting. Praise God. Well, we don't get weak. Praise God. And we found out last time it's also bad because if you don't pray, it's because you're weak. And if you don't pray, it's because you're bad. Praise God. Bad Christian, bad Christian. Praise God. Because God, somebody died for you to do this. Somebody shed their blood for you to do this. And if you don't do it, then that's bad. Praise God. So we're going to start doing it. Praise God, because that's what God sent his son to be able to die for us to do. We found out in the book of Colossians, chapter four, that we're supposed to continue in prayer. Praise God. That we're supposed to continue in prayer. This isn't something you just start and then don't keep doing. This is something that you do for a minute or three, but don't do it minute three or four. But you continue to do it all the time that you pray continuously, that you do it per perseveringly, that you do it constantly and diligently, that you do it assiduously. And you also adhere too closely to it and do it all the time. And then the preacher started cussing at you. Praise God. Because he said that the scriptures also told you that you ought to rise up early and pray. Turn to Psalms number five. I want you to see it again. Praise God. Psalms number five. Now to the ones that had an ear to hear what the Lord said, 
I wasn't cussing at them. But the ones that didn't want to hear the parable, they sure didn't want to hear this. And they was rise up early and pray. Mm -hmm. Same drop occurred in the spirit last time as occurred this time. Psalms number five. At least you're consistent. Psalms number five. <laughs> Psalms number one. It says, give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditations. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my king and my God. For unto thee will I pray. My voice shout, no ifs, no ands, no buts about it, shalt thou hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up to you. Of course, we found out that God, that we'll rise up early and pray. Praise God. We found out, though, you know, for those who, you know, who got nervous, that that is relative to what your day is. Praise God. For instance, early for a midnight shift is diff diff for different than early for an afternoon shift. And early for an afternoon shift is different than early for a morning shift. But whatever your early is, it's applicable. Just like God gave a concept called tithe, that meant that no matter what it is that you make, it's the same thing for everybody. Well, it's the same thing here. It's that no matter what it is that you, what you, when you get up, no matter what you do, it's the same thing for everybody. Get up a little earlier. Praise God. Get up a little earlier and pray. How earlier? That's between you and God. I would tell you to start small, work big. Praise God. Start small, work big. Do it 10 minutes earlier. 15 minutes. No, try work 15, because that way, you know, really only going to be the first, last five minutes of it. It's going to be anywhere near real anyway, because first one's just still blinking and yawning and everything. But that's all right. God will God, God, God understand blinking and yawning prayers, too. Praise God. But just earlier, praise God, and get up and begin to communicate with your father. Talk to God and do what it is he wants you to do. We found out in Isaiah chapter 33, praise God, that if we cry out to God in the morning, then he will support, uh, that, that we will be, he will be our support and our strength every morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. That if, because whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. So if you start your morning out with that, then God will begin to respond to you in the morning and begin to start dealing with you about things in the morning. He, thought, he told us he'll be our strength and he'll do that every morning. And we found out in Isaiah chapter 55 that when we pray early, God manifests himself in our lives in accordance with our prayer, which means that we, when we wait on God, bind ourselves together with God, get wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up together with God by gathering together with God, then God is glad, and we're going to be glad too because God will demonstrate his strength and, and, and exercise his mighty arm for me and you. And that which we do in the morning will carry out through the rest of the day, and God will be able to come through us for all the rest of the day. That's why it's important for us to be able to do this. Jesus understood this. That's why he did it. And once again, if, he, if God told us specifically to be imitators of him, we must look at what he did to be able to determine what we do. Because I felt a lot of people, there's like, yeah, oh, that's Old Testament. Well, let's come back to the New Testament. Turn to Mark chapter 1, please. Mark chapter 1. Jesus did this, so we should do it too. That's if we're wise and got an ear to hear what the Lord is saying to me and you. The Lord will wake you up and give you opportunity to be able to do it. You won't need an alarm clock. All you have to do is say to the Lord, I want to do it. And your eyes will pop open at the appropriate time earlier to be able to do so. The time that he knows is the right time for you because he knows you better than you. So don't tell him just five more minutes because he won't wake you up in five minutes. You'll wake up after the time that you would have normally woken up. You'd be like, oh, why didn't you? You know, I did. I did my part. Mark chapter one. Let's go into Mark chapter one. 
Verse 35. I dare you to ask him. Say, Lord, just I want to do this. Lord will wake you up. Mark chapter one. I haven't woke up on an alarm clock in so long. I don't even remember what, what, what setting one is like. God wakes me up. And he'll let you know this is when your day starts. Mark chapter one. We'll read verse 35. It says, and in the morning, rising up a great day before day, a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Notice it says, and in the morning, rising up a great while before day. Oh, it wasn't no five minutes. It wasn't no 10 minutes. It wasn't no a great while before day, which is long before day. Where the rooster leaned over and said, man, why don't you quiet down? Praise God. I'm trying to get a little bit more sleep. <laughs> a great while before day. But I can feel some people, they're like, well, wait, that's just Jesus. You know, I got a job. I got kids. I got family. I got stuff to do. I was up all last night, combing my daughter nappy hair. And then you want me to just get up and, 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 and early and be a great while before day? Oh, you guys, you had something to do. Okay, well, let's look and see if Jesus had something to do. Let's read back. Of course. We can go back. Okay, let's pick up right here. Verse 30. But Simon's wife's mother, wife's mother, lay sick of a fever. And, and, and a nun, they tell him of her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And immediately the fever left her and she ministered unto them. So here you go. Uh, uh, making sure somebody get healed. Praise God. This after he did some other stuff before then. I got time to go but before then. Now let's keep coming down. And at evening. Now this was in it in the evening time prior to this morning when the sun did set. So this is already nightfall. They brought unto him all that were diseased and them that were possessed with devils. So now this nighttime, right? Jesus is about to do a night shift. Praise God. And they didn't bring him a couple of folk. They didn't. They, how many they bring him? Everybody in the region that was sick. Emptied out all the hospitals, all the clinics, all the other folks. Get up. Jesus in the house. He just raised chicken poop from, from sickness like a mug. And I need you to get up because this is your turn. And even folk with demons. Everybody come on up in there. Praise God. Some demons come out like that. Some of them take a while. Praise God. But all of them came. And all the city was gathered together at the door. How many folk? All the city. The entire city. Was that homie door? On the night shift. This is after he'd been busy all day. I wish I had go time to go back and show you all the stuff he did in that day. We had night shift now. I know what it's like. I'm a man of God. I got God in me. Praise God. And on the night shift, calls, come, folk, comes, dove, happen. The devil don't have office hours. That's why anybody that's bonafide called to the ministry. I got any straight up people that's bonafide called to the ministry up in here. You won't have them either. Because whenever the problem arises, your job is to get the problem off. Not like I got stuff to do. I have places to go. It got quiet up in here. Praise God. And all the city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many that were sick of divers diseases and cast out many devils 
and suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. And in the morning, rising up great a great while before the day. And in the morning, while rising up a great while before that. This after a long night shift of casting out devils all night long. Healing folk all night long. He still got up and went and spent some time with his father. Because where there's a will, there's a way. When there's a desire, you'll have a fire. But when you don't, you won't. So how much you do don't match what he did on that one night. And if we had time, I'd take you after night, after night, after night, after day, after night, after day, after night, where he still did the same thing every morning and made sure that he was up there before his father. One reason why he did it, because he knew he was going to have some devils coming later. And you got to have the power to be able to handle it. One of the reasons why we so wore out is because we don't pray. Because that's the power source. That's why we be walking around at 25 like we look like we 85, 95 and stuff like that. Because we ain't tapped into the power source. Come on now. That's why as soon as we sit down and we sit down anything longer than five minutes, we get to blinking and leaning and going to sleep and stuff like that. You tell people to don't pray. They can't even stay awake doing a service. Well, you don't know how much I done did. Amen. Hey, man, I don't know how much you did, but I know one thing you didn't, you didn't did. Praise God. I can tell you one thing you didn't did. <laughs> I can list that one. Praise God. So we back at verse 35. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and, and departed into a solitary place, which means he got up, put his clothes on, washed up, brushed his teeth, did everything, all the toiletries. Praise God put his clothes on and went someplace else and prayed. He wasn't one of them that said, well, look, I could do it in my house. Look, I ain't got to go nowhere. Jesus got up, put his stuff on and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. I, I, I always think somebody going to need to come to the house of God because we're imitators of Christ. We get up, put our clothes on, go someplace else and pray. That word prayed right there means to pray to God. It actually includes to supplicate and to worship, but I don't want to get into those today, but it means to pray to God. It also translates pray earnestly, pray earnestly. That's one of the reasons why sometimes we make these additional moves. Is it necessary? Not necessarily. But one thing it does is demonstrate earnestness. It demonstrates earnestness. Because it also translates pray earnestly. The word earnestly means serious in intention, purpose or effort. Serious in intention, purpose, or effort. Whereas the prayer that God is looking for is the one that's serious because the one that Jesus did was serious. He was serious in his intention. He was serious in his perfect, perfect. And he was serious in his effort. It also means showing depth and sincerity of feeling. Showing depth and sincerity of feeling. So when he prayed, he didn't like mumble. He was showing sincerity of feeling. He was showing sincerity of depth. He was showing the depth and sincerity of the feeling that he had for his father and his desire to pray. And it also means seriously important, demanding or receiving serious attention. Well, that's all that we have time for today. 
hope you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Hope that you're learning about the pathways that we can take to have that increased intimacy that God wants with us. Hope even more that you're learning to take the pathways to the intimate relationship that God wants to have with us so that our God can get what He wants to have with us, that is, increased intimacy between Him and us. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just got that to church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I got just the thing for all the brothers of San Antonio and surrounding areas to do. We invite all the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Breakfast of Champions Men's Breakfast this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Sisters from Word of Faith. Prepare for the brothers of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my brothers that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. But a powerful word from God, just for the brothers, that's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late, that's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Neither I, VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on through and bring a couple brothers with you when you do. I guarantee that you'll be blessed and they will too. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.